An excerpt from the research notes of Jackson, July 28th, 2022. It has been a year since I have moved to the vacation land, and at this time I have noticed numerous physiological and psychological changes that I fear may impact my survival in this perilous state. While I am still unable to pronounce half the names of the towns in this state, I have started adopting frequent use of aya in my vocabulary and tell folks that I'm going up to camp when going on vacation. Additionally, I've been screaming at visitors to Maine, Flatlanders go home, primarily at those from Massachusetts and North Carolina, usually during rush hour traffic. Even though I've only lived here a year, I've started becoming extremely defensive over living here. Alan's coffee brandy has started mysteriously appearing in my kitchen pantry. I don't even drink brandy, and I am unsure who is buying this. I've become so addicted to moxie that I consume four cans a day. My skin has become as red as a lobster. At first, I thought it was due to sunburn, as I am quite pearlescent. But I've also grown a hard exterior shell and big, meaty claws. My blood is now blue and as sweet as blueberries. This development is cause for most alarm, and I'm quite unsure how exactly I remain alive. I will continue to note further changes and hope that I can survive my time in Maine. I'm feeling it. Let's do it. Moose crossings, red hot dogs, missing persons in salty bugs. Up to camp with Stephen King. River curses, Wesley sings. Homegrown horror. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Homegrown Horror, the Maine spooky podcast where we talk about. Spooky things in Maine. I'm Bea co-host. I'm Jackson, a co-host. We've got today's episode is going to be a little change of pace. Yeah, because so you heard us all talk about how excited we were about Camp Homegrown. Well, yeah. Camp Homegrown got postponed. Camp Homegrown got postponed <laughs> for a huge number of things. Yeah, lots of stuff. So here we are sitting in my office, and I decided that this is probably a good time for us to do another twofer episode yeah we're gonna be doing uh two fun well not fun uh <laughs> we're gonna be two doing two short little mini stories here mm-hmm. for you today things that we thought were interesting but honestly don't really warrant enough time for a full episode yeah which usually we're going for an hour or something so this is probably still going to be kind of a short episode but we thought that these would be interesting things to talk about so um I don't know. Do you want to like, how, how have you been? Or do we want to just dive um, I, in? Oh, we can talk about how we've been. I'm good. This yeah. week has been weird. Um, I'm trying to get my car inspected. It's been put like they've VIP has rescheduled the thing for my car like four times. Yeah. Don't have anybody to actually inspect your car. Yeah. There's no one to inspect my car. So I've just been, I'm rolling along. I've got like a big, quarterly meeting for work so i'm like trying to steal myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i've just been talking like getting the getting stuff together for our 
anime podcast, <laughs> which I think is, it's going to happen. It's happening. It's happening. So it's we're just sort of, I'm planning, getting, getting things, um, ideas rolling. Do we want to tell people the name? No, not yet. Okay. It's not, yeah, I just want to wait. All right, fine. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else is going on. I'm also just playing a lot of games. Yeah, trying to play just some games. Playing some games. Just tr I'm trying really hard to like in my personal time just do things that I enjoy because it obviously makes me less stressed with work. Right. <laughs> that that seems like the thing. Um, I also got a terrible sunburn. I saw last yeah from uh, the good old Sea Dogs game. We went to the Sea Dogs game and yeah, I got fucked. <laughs> you really did. It was pretty bad. I got <laughs> fucked. Um, and I had a really good time at the concert last weekend yeah. as well. Yeah. It was a lot of fun and I loved seeing Rick Astley. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. He was stellar. Um, uh, and also the, it, it overall was really, really good. And one of, there was one whole section that I actually really liked where new kids on the block took their, their music and remixed it with others, eighties and nineties classics. Hmm. There was one, I think the song was called Twisted, and they Twisted. did it, they did it to, they remixed it with Sweet Dreams. Okay. Yeah. Which is one of my That's cool. favorite 80s songs. So that was really cool. There was a lot of really cool stuff. Um, uh, Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> a lot of his I ass. I saw a lot of his ass. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm rolling along, doing my best. That's good to hear, man. Well, yeah. We're all rolling along. I also had car problems this yeah, week. Yeah, I know. My transmission died, I think. <laughs> we're getting a We're not at. sure yet. Yeah, we'll find out. I'm sure it's not expensive at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how I'm doing. <laughs> also playing... Playing Final Fantasy fifteen because that's been fun. Which is boys trip. Boys trip, yeah, it's the boys road trip, which is blonde um... boys doing what blonde boys do. <laughs> it's fun. I love Prompto. <laughs> <laughs> Prompto's uh, I do like Prompto as a character. I like most of everybody as a character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, my wife likes them for different reasons. Um, yeah, she likes the dads. The she dad likes Gladios and Ignis. Yeah, for sure. Which I guess are the dads of the group. They are basically the dads of the yeah. group. But um, whereas I like. Noctis and Prompto. <laughs> the bimbo boys. <laughs> the bimbo boys. They're like the scrawny little shrimp boys. Oh, they're cute. They are they're kind of so adorable. Baby. Yeah, no. It's a fun game. I really like it. Um, it's huge. Yeah. Like, I thought, I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to do everything. And now <laughs> I'm like, I'm like seven hours into the game and I'm just like, oh my God, there's so much shit. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, it's like drinking out of a fire hose. There's so much content. It's kind of true. That is yeah. a good way of putting it. It's, it's like, like drinking out of but fire it's, hose. it's to the point where it's kind of like, do I want to do, I'm like level 19 now. Do I really want to do this level one mission that I now can complete because I finally got tomatoes? What the fuck was that? Someone somewhere fell. Okay. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> it's like, oh, is Matilda Dixon coming in here? Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, I, it's a game I've always wanted to play. Yeah. It's fun, man. You'd really love it. I, yeah. yeah. I like. I think. I think. I, I right now. I've been because I got an iPad for my birthday, so I'm playing. I moved all my games from my phone to my iPad. Yeah. Because I ran out of space on my phone. Oh God. And you know, now you have Love Live only games. gets bigger. <laughs> I now have you playing... have enough space for all your fingers. Yes. So I right now I'm on the ground floor of Ensemble Stars mm -hmm. because it just got an EN release. 
So it's great when like you start when the game first releases because then you have time to like I'm very competitive when it comes to events. Like when I was playing Love Live regularly, like the OG Love Live, I would spend hours grinding on events mm -hmm. to get stuff because mm -hmm. some of those events were like bloodbaths. And you had to, like I you had to play for at least eight hours a day wow. in order to to rank it all to tier yeah and there were certain cards that were only available if you tiered oh, God. and I'm a Maki girl and all of her cards were always tier rewards ah man okay so you so, have to grind real hard to oh get what you want. oh yeah. yes. And so it's a lot easier when you're first starting and people are a little bit more casual. Because, like, so this is the second event on Ensemble Stars. And I have been, I went to sleep. I was at 300. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the top, you know, 300. I woke up. I was in the top 1,000. So I'm trying to oh at least gosh. stay in the, in the, the fat low. I want to be. Low hundreds. I want to be in the low hundred. Yeah. Like, I really do. For no particular reason that I'm competitive. Because with this game, you don't get anything special. Like, you don't get, like, a card or whatever. You get... Pride. You get pride. There's a, It comes with a little title, and it has, like... <laughs> so, from the last event, I was, like, in the 30,000s. So, it's just sort of, like, rank 30,000 in event points. And I'm just like, I need this. <laughs> I need this. More. <laughs> More. Yeah, I'm very, very competitive. And Allegra's just sort of like... I can't deal with those kinds of games. This is why I'm really bad at online games is because I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I don't care about doing the daily challenges in all the games. And I, know, I play with I play I with people <laughs> who want to do all the daily challenges because, yeah, they want to unlock the new boat hat or something for their character. And, <laughs> like... I, I yeah I would shit. I'm also like give me give me the content. I that's kind of why I prefer single player games because I'm just like eh, anything to kind of eliminate this fake competition that I don't care yeah. about. I'd be happy to. Um, yeah, but I just it's not anytime the game becomes a chore. It's like am I having fun? There are some days where I do go to bed and I'm like I didn't finish my games. I didn't check in on all my games. And it is just sort of like, you know what, I am more tired. And it, when it does become a chore, it isn't fun anymore. The game that I treated like that was Red Dead Redemption 2 online. Ugh. And when it was like just kind of getting started. Because I noticed that if I grinded hard enough in the game, I wouldn't, I could use, I could collect enough gold bars and also maximize my multipliers by playing every day mm -hmm. and doing the challenges. Um... I could get like a huge amount of gold bars, which were then like in-game currency that I could use to buy the season pass and other yeah. unlockables. And so I actually tried grinding in that game and I remembered it just being like, am, am I having fun no. at all? Am I enjoying this? Because then like I'm, I'm focused so hard on grind that, grinding that I don't realize that I'm playing a shit game. <laughs> Online is such a disappointment. Online is a disappointment yeah. for... For Red Dead. Yeah, but... But you know what's not a disappointment? Actually, this story is a disappointment. Never mind. Do you know what also is a disappointment? This story. <laughs> yeah, so this is a story that I had heard of a long time ago, and I've been waiting to do. Mm -hmm. And doing more research, this is another one of those ones that just kind of came out of, like, what the actual fuck. 
but I like I, I don't know I don't know how we even got here. I really don't know how we got here. Your okay? hair is so funny right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, I don't know how we got here. I and I'm just rolling with it. So I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you the myth and the truth. <gasps> Of Colonel Buck's cursed tomb. Ooh, this fits nicely with mine because there's myth and truth. In my myth tomb. and truth. Sort of. I will say that also while researching this, mm. I found a story that I'm going to do not next time, but like I, it, it, it's percolated a new story that I hadn't heard of that I'm going to dive into later. Yeah. That is from that's also from Bucksport. So both Ooh, this story okay. is in Bucksport, okay. Maine. And for those who are uninitiated, Colonel Buck was, here's, let's start with the story. Okay. Because the fact is- Now listen up. Fact and fiction are a thing here. The story goes, Uh Colonel Buck was a judge and he either, there's some people that say that he was having an affair. Uh-huh. And then some other people just say that he was such a Puritan. Okay. That he, so he either A, was like, this woman is a witch because she goes against my puritanical values, or he was spurned by a lover. Either way, he claims this woman is a witch. Hmm. And he sentences her to burn on a pyre. Okay. As and you do. As you As is do. the custom. As is the custom of Bucksport, Maine. Accuse a woman that has scorned you of witchcraft. Uh, profit. Profit. <laughs> As the story goes, while she was being burned in the pyre. Uh-huh. With her final dying breath. With her breath. final dying breath. <laughs> Does this sound familiar if you've listened to the Darkness Falls episode? Which will probably come out after this episode's released. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, oh, good. Dying breath. She curses Colonel Buck. And says something to the effect of your tomb will be cursed. So that way no one will forget that you have murdered an innocent woman. Damn. And then apparently her leg rolled out of the bonfire. <laughs> and so when Colonel Buck Wait, it like died, detached? I guess so. But like it was so hot that it just popped off and yeah. rolled out? Yep, like a piece of pop. That right just kind of sound like she that's said all that, that was left. and then her leg... I think it's just that's all that was left. Her okay. leg didn't burn, right. apparently, for cool. some godforsaken reason. Yeah, that's dragon blood in it or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's unable to be burned. Mm-hmm. So Colonel Buck dies, and he his tomb is this big granite monstrosity. And apparently his... Find me the most phallic tomb. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he, his heirs, his, his, what is the opposite? Descendants. I'm like, what's the opposite of ancestor? His de- Ancestees. <laughs> <laughs> so his descendants notice a strange foot-shaped mark, leg-shaped, it's not really foot-shaped, 
leg-shaped mark on his tombstone. Yeah. And uh, I've the... got pictures. So that's what we're looking at. Ooh. It that lo looks like a water stain. <laughs> yep. So apparently the story goes that they, his family for years, they have replaced the tombstone. They've tried to clean it. And every time the foot Return. returns, it comes back because again, oh, here's the words. Here, here. <laughs> so roadsideamerica.com says, your tomb shall bear the mark of a witch's foot for all eternity. Or something like that. <laughs> of some variation. Some variation, again, because he has murdered an innocent woman. But apparently she cursed him, so I guess she was a witch, question mark. <laughs> Whatever. So this leg has appeared, and this is a fairly well-known curse in the area. There, like I said, there are some, difference, some differences in, like, what exact who was this woman so now it is a tourist attraction of course yeah how many people try to clean it you think oh probably a lot i'd come up there with some uh little spray there is a wrought iron fence around it you can't like get up to it ah hmm. so probably because uh they don't want anybody cleaning it because they probably won't come back if it are after that apparently there's another stain quote unquote that is apparently the shape of a sideways heart, which is why some people are like, oh, maybe she was a lover. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to try to, like, analyze the stains on this rock. Yeah, no, people are like, we're going to analyze. Get real hard. We're going to analyze guys. the stains on this rock. I love it, though. So, uh, and um, didn't they change the tomb out? Yeah, that was, I said that. They okay. tried changing it out, but apparently it, it just came comes back. back. Hmm. How many people are lying about this? A whole town's lying about this? So. Okay. I'm going to tell oh, the you truth. a little bit about Colonel Buck. So first off, he actually, the, the town of Bucksport is named after him. Yeah. His name's Jonathan Buck. He was born on February 20th, 1719 in Woburn, Massachusetts. And I would like to point out that that is like a hundred years after the last witch hunt in Massachusetts. So like That's funny. Puritan, the Puritans are not popular anymore. No, no. By the time he's born. They're not jiggy with it. They're really not. People yeah. are not... I ain't about they that They do not vibe lifestyle. with... They, people at this point don't vibe with just burning witches. No, no. It's they like, don't. It's not that cool anymore, man. He marries his wife, Lydia. They have nine children. And then he is sent by... Massachusetts, the Massachusetts General Court as a group of settlers, like they, they tap a group of settlers to go up north in, more north from yeah. Massachusetts go into further Maine, into that along the Penobscot River mm -hmm. so he was sent in July of 1762 up river to survey six plantations along the lower Penobscot mm -hmm. south of 
or what is now considered Orrington, Maine. And this area will eventually become Orland, Castine, Penobscot, Sedgwick, Blue Hill, Surrey, and Bucksport. Gotcha. Nice. So that's that's the area where these six plantations are. Mm-hmm. He gets Bucksport. Yeah. He establishes chiller buck. Gets yeah. Bucksport. Yeah. yeah. He establishes a mill and he opens a general store and people other people come and start to settle there. And then the Revolutionary War happened. Yes. So that's where we're at. We're nowhere near witches. Yeah, we're far from the witches. He and his son, Ebenezer, are part of Maine's 5th Militia. And they fight in a couple battles. There actually were several... It says... This is... By the way, a lot of this information is coming from the Bangor Daily News. Uh Uh-huh. Because they put out this article about... Uh, Jonathan Buck for his 300th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And they kind of are like, we're going to tell you the truth. So at the time, they were down, there were several naval engagements in uh, Machias and then eventually in what would be known as Portland in 1775. And for the, the, there were a couple battles up here, but for the most part, not a lot happened. Mm Mm-hmm. So some big stuff happened in the Revolutionary War yep. in Massachusetts, and the Americans kind of were not doing so well up where uh, Colonel Buck was. So he and his remaining soldiers, they scattered, and he was able to get his wife, Lydia, and their youngest daughter to safety in what's now Brewer, Maine. Mm-hmm. And reportedly, he walked 200 miles from Brewer back to Haverhill, despite the fact that at the time, he, it was, he was, I think, in his 50s. And also, he was suffering from gout. And he stayed there for four years until the war was over. He returned back to what is now called, was called Buckstown, at the time, and he died in uh, 1795, and then 22 years later, they named the town Bucksport. Oh, okay. And then 75 years after his death, his family members erected a monument, which is what people call his tomb. Uh He's not buried there. Okay. <laughs> He's not buried there. Where where's his body then? It's in the same graveyard. Okay, it's in the same site. But, but on the other side of the graveyard. That's really funny. Okay. Yeah, this is not so it's just a flaw in the stone. Uh-huh. That's really all it is. But they changed it out, B. <sighs> they said they did it. I don't think they ever they did. They said they did. <laughs> Yeah, this sounds like water damage. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, no, I'm, I'm willing to believe that this is uh, nothing. <laughs> a big nothing burger. I, I think it's funny it that... A, uh, it's a, a big old nothing burger. I have oh, heard about so, this story, though, yeah. Actually, so he was born 26 years after the last witch trial mm-hmm. but by the time that the the story the way that the story goes is that the buck 
sentencing this woman to death happened in the 1780s, which would be a hundred years after the last witch trials. So again, very not in, in vogue. Yeah. The other thing is, he was never a judge. He was a justice of the peace. That counts. No! <laughs> very, very little jurisdiction. It says, justices of the peace mostly performed marriages and sometimes would preside, preside over minor civil disputes. So like a Sentencing someone to execution was far outside Buck's purview. <laughs> <laughs> He's really going outside his lane. <laughs> So, I don't know if his, the, the, this article does not dispute, does not confirm or deny his family replacing the stone. Right, which I would like that, some confirmation on. That'd be the most mysterious. Is if it if was it like. If it was the same shit, just like between the stones. Because I remember reading that. Between the stones. Between the two stones. Um, if it was the same mark, that'd be kind of interesting and weird coincidence i mean it does sort of it doesn't look it's not it looks like a boot looks like a looks like a sock. it looks like a, this is how i draw feet <laughs> yeah i it struggle like a with really bad foot feet. drawing yeah yeah and again the, people are like it's his tomb no he's buried yeah, he's buried elsewhere foot. yeah it looks just like a gross watermark or like i said a flaw in the stone a flaw in the stone Let's try replacing it. We'll, we'll, we'll test this theory. Let's replace <laughs> it again and see what happens. Yeah, that was more quirky attractions in Maine. <laughs> so I liked it, B. Yeah. It was I, a silly little I thing. I think looking into it made me really sad because I wow. thought this was fast. It was. I remember when I first read it, I took it at face value. You thought it was fascinating. It was fascinating. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's like... I do think that for the most part, our, our understanding yeah. of like the witch trials is very overblown. Uh huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, not saying that it wasn't fucking horrible. Yeah, but I mean, it's like. It but was it's small events. It really, really was relatively. Yeah, I but think we it, talk about it a lot for some. It was in it was in Salem, Ipswich, and I think Andover, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very uh, confined. Mm hmm. Yeah. It wasn't a. As sweeping as we think burning witches at the stake are. Yeah. The satanic panic would be more... Oh, no. Like, widespread than the Salem well, witch To trials. be fair, the satanic panic happened in the 90s. Yeah, so it's more documented. There's, there's also <laughs> internet. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, they there was definitely more like... It's like, is your child wearing black? Oh my, I remember there's this thing. It was like, does your child do yoga? They maybe oh. <laughs> Yeah, in the nineties yoga was considered satanic. It's so funny. Oh the nineties. What a wild time. Uh y'all so scared. So uh, scared. But it's it's really it's I think at this point everyone kind of n knows that this is not real. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Like again, oh, it would have been so cool if it's just unexplained, but yeah. Fact is not as strange as fiction in this no. case. No, it is not. Case closed. Case closed. Well, B, I've got, um, if we want to just get into this, I've got- I'm ready. I've got another I'm case really that excited. recently closed, and it was sort of a, a little mystery that happened in Stacyville. 
Maine. Okay. I don't know where Stacyville is, actually. Uh, so, yeah. I didn't know where Stacyville was, but apparently it's right next to Mount Katahdin. So, we're hey! back in the Katahdin region. Mm-hmm. Um, so, back in... It was September 2010. Out on a logging trail in the Stacyville woods, there was uh, discovered the body of a person. But the weird thing about it was nobody was able to identify who they were. On the person, so we're talking about September, kind of cold. It's unclear how the person died either. They were just like found. Um, so, but they were wearing like some not really good clothes for the weather. And it's kind of weird what they were holding. Mm-hmm. So they had a blue and white uh, plaid Vineyard Vines long sleeve shirt, button down collar. That doesn't seem that bad, long sleeve shirt. Uh, then they had khaki trousers, uh, sneakers, dress socks, uh, a dark brown canvas jacket, and then a blue and white knit cap with the name Chris in big capital letters on it. And this what is year was this again? This is 2010 that the body was found. Okay, I'm looking at photos of the clothing now. So that's the hat. Yeah, that's the hat, and that is... The jacket, it doesn't look too bad, but still, New Balance sneakers. And the guy also had um, a a bag with him. It was a nylon briefcase. And in the briefcase was empty bottles of Dasani raspberry water, Poland Springs water, and cranberry juice, two spray cans of off-insect repellent, and a brown sweater. Very strange. The guy was also kind of obviously old. He had gray hair, uh, but nobody was able to find out who this person was. They asked people around the area. He didn't really seem really well prepared for hiking in the woods, considering the briefcase and like not really well insulating clothes. Um, Kind of unclear, I think, how long he was out on this trail too. Could have been a couple days though, but no one knew who he was. They asked the neighborhood. They couldn't figure it out. This remained unsolved for 10 years. It does give, like, it, it, it when you first proposed this to me, yeah. I, it gave me Summerton Man vibes. Yeah, which A is... little bit, which the Summerton Man had a little bit more weird stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But I think just, like, not know, not being able to identify this person. That's the weirdest and, part. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, in 2010, you know, people are okay at identifying bottles uh in the history they're okay at it they're okay well i found out recently in like maine's like crimes history (laughs) they have three like unidentified bodies basically in their system that they're unsure of but this guy went by john doe obviously for a while um a lot of information went out to try to figure out okay when when was he like out Oh, sorry. He wasn't discovered in September. Um, he was found in November. So chilly. Yeah, very, very chilly. chilly. Very ill-prepared. Um, so they're just like not sure where he came from, where what his purpose was there. But so 10 years later, we're around September 2021. The reason that he was finally identified and he was identified was apparently 
a person in the Massachusetts area was listening to a true crime podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the true crime podcasts where, yeah, they were listening about this missing person and described the clothing. And they're like, that sounds very similar to someone that I knew that went missing. Hence, Christopher Roof. Who was from the Massachusetts so area. So his name is Chris. His name is Chris. It wasn't. The hat wasn't a misnomer. No, it wasn't. The mysterious Chris is Chris. He is actually Chris. And that that's kind of what he, that's what he looked like. Younger, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's a black and white photo. Yeah, I'm kind of upset they don't have like a more recent picture of him. I mean, like not right now mm. or when he was found. But like, yeah. So he was from Concord, Massachusetts. Um taught in schools, was pretty well known within his community. Uh, Before he went missing, like the most notable things that he did was he donated his own writings that he had accumulated. Like he self-published children's books, actually. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he he donated his own writings to his library. He also donated the writings of his mother. Um, And that was pretty much like one of the last notable things that he did before he went missing the weird issue though was that nobody knew why he went up there like even around the town he went missing around august and then he was discovered in november oh. it's a decent chunk of time where how he could have died how decomposed period. was his body when they found him i don't really know it didn't seem from what i read it didn't seem like he was that decomposed so my question is like was he just out there this whole time or like, he might have been like Hold on, let me try to figure... It's also really interesting that we're doing this right after... You're talking about this right after the North Pond Hermit because I feel like this... for This is what happens to people who who go out in the woods who, you know, disappear, typically. Mm -hmm. This is is usually what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh... You know, with Christopher Knight, we had... You know, he... He was more he wasn't prepared to be out there but he had more know-how he was badly decomposed okay okay so he was probably out there a while yeah so from august he probably that was when he was oof f oof but uh yeah they didn't figure out who it was until much like you know 10 years later and they still don't really know why he they don't, know they, don't, why. they don't know why he was out there at all. But also, what's pretty mysterious, this is an interesting coincidence, his mother, though, named Marcia Moore, also disappeared and was found in the woods. She disappeared. Really? Yeah, she disappeared in 1979. And then her body was found in Washington State in 1981. Unsure how she died. So, like... Just a really weird coincidence. That's a re- that it, yeah. yeah, it has to be a coincidence. You know, I don't think that there's somebody some weird curse that them dying in the woods. Oh, that's good. Or you know, uh, yeah, a curse or you know, a serial killer that's specifically going after them. Right. That's weird. Yeah, but like, I just thought that was interesting because I remember reading about that for a bit. But yeah, not you know. I, I saw that uh, later on the Christopher Roof kind of like identification came out. But uh, it was one of the most early things I remember 
seeing while we were researching this. For the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, eh, there's not enough to talk about. But yeah, I'm glad that they finally identified who it was, though. Yeah. And people can, like, the pe- so everyone's yeah. assured of that. And, and also, the people, yeah. you know, the people that cared about him now have closure. Yeah, yeah. No closure on why he no. left at all. But, no, but... But yeah. also, like, why was he, like, so ill-prepared for the woods? You know? I get it he was born in, like, 54. Mm-hmm. So he's, uh... That mean he's like in his sixties or something when he went to yeah. he disappeared. So he just like, figured all he needed was some water I'd, and cranberry juice. Yeah, I just got some my cranberry juice and my uh, mm. insect repellent. I'm all good for these main woods. Oh, poor guy got my that's, Chris hat. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But hey, you know it is interesting though. But if he disappeared in August, I feel like he would be overdressed for August. Yeah. Underdressed for November, overdressed for August. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious, like, yeah, unsure when exactly he might have died in the woods at that point. So like maybe he was, the other thing is he may have had more stuff with him. Maybe, yeah, he had a different campsite that was a little further out, and maybe he strayed from it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they haven't found his campsite. Yeah. Mystery. The suitcase, though. Why the suitcase? <laughs> We got two closed cases for you today. We do. We've we've solved it all here at Homegrown Horror. Horror. But uh, you know, speaking of talking about, fuck it. All right. Here's Manism. Hey, hey, it's a Manism. You tried really hard to. I my brain just like I I couldn't make any connections between my neurons in that moment for some reason I just went. They're not firing right. Not at all. No. What are we talking about? I forget its name. What's its name? B. Oh, the Work Boys statue. Yep. B. We're talking about the (laughs) Big Big Boys Boys Worker worker statue. (laughs) Which? What is this? Why is this? There's only one photo of this thing. (laughs) No, there should be more. Uh, Because I remember. When I was poking oh, around, oh, so squatty. Yeah, when I was poking around, I I saw I I showed you this, um, because it's fucking weird. Ew, I don't like how he looks. He's so, he looks unattended. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's very unattended now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it is this sort of squat, portly, big old thing <laughs> in Augusta. The um, Roadside America website says, calls this a physical specimen, okay, with a droopy mustache, a big belly, Popeye arms, and a head that's too big for his body. And he's 16 feet tall. Yeah. Business origin unknown. Yeah, big boys. B-O-Y-Z. B-O-Y-Z. And this is just like a weird little Americana statue just... Sitting around Augusta. So We're in Augusta. I've been like the downtown area. I think it's not in downtown. No, on the outskirts. You gotta go find it. Oh God, yeah, we gotta go find him, and we're gonna take him back here. <laughs> we're gonna take care of him. Uh, I don't think he's gonna fresh, fit on the car. We give him a fresh coat of paint. He he he's chipped in one picture. Yeah, he's looking like his paint's all faded I, out. I just don't. It's so weird that they. We just don't know why. Does he have an anchor tattoo, or did someone add that? Someone may have added. Someone may have taken some artistic liberties. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. He's holding a motorcycle part in each hand. Uh, okay. 
Is there a motorcycle factory anywhere nearby? I don't know. That's the thing. It's like I have, I have no clue what the what this guy's deal is. So we gave you two closed cases and one mystery. <laughs> Go check out the big boys worker statue in Augusta. See for yourself how creepy looking this thing is. It's very I don't like strange. Him. I really don't. Like. Obviously, it had to have been by some business because this is just like some weird. It has to be little attraction. It's behind a fence. It looks like uh, that's not it. Update rally for the removal of the Confederal, Confederate monument. Oh, that's definitely not him. Okay. Um. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, I it Maine does have some because I know we discussed. Um, there are some statues. And, or, like, big things in Maine. Like, in Freeport, there is a giant Native American yeah. that just hangs out. Very tasteful depiction. No. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but we were talking about how a lot of places in the U.S., or even the Paul Bunyan statues. You know, or, yeah, you those know. are, like, pockmarked all across the U.S. Like, um... But this one seems to be... I've just I've never seen anything like it. I've seen some weird roadside stuff, but I feel like mostly in, like, the West, I notice them. Like, I've seen a giant, creepy rabbit statue. Ooh. It's like a statue of a guy dressed up as a rabbit, and it's very unsettling. I hate it. Um, and then I've seen, like, a big sheep one time. But I think that was, like, just made by some random dude. The one that I always think of is, um... I know what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> it's Blucifer. Blucifer? What's Blucifer? You don't know Blucifer? I don't remember Blucifer. This is Blucifer. Oh, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Denver airport. Yes. I've driven by him a couple times, and I remember being like, what's up with his eyes? <laughs> his name is Blucifer. <sighs> I kind of like him, though. He's pretty fun. This is great. <laughs> this front front facing picture is a little rough. What's up with these creepy statues? Why you gotta scare people when they're driving? I also love that most of the photos on the internet are just like at night with like big rolling storm clouds, clouds in the background. Oh, it's beautiful. It's love wonderful. The, love the uplighting on that statue. Oh yeah. That's Maybe the that's one what that the... I always think of when I think of um, yeah. you know, roadside weird roadside statues. Well, that, I think maybe that's all Big Boy needs is uh, just cut some uplighting. Just a little <laughs> more love to him and he'll be a good He needs character. a ring light. He needs a, I think what he needs, yeah, he needs some lights. He needs a pedestal and uh, put him in the town square. Make a thing out of him. Yeah. Don't just let him decay in some random abandoned Corner yard. Of, of Augusta. Uh, well, maybe they don't have to. Fundage to move him around. Who knows? Put him at the state house. Put him in in the state house. Yes. Suspend him from the ceiling of the dome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, we don't know why he exists, but he does. Big boys. We hope you enjoyed this very uh, condensed episode today. This cute, tiny, small button. Fun Size stories that we wanted episode. to chat about. Well, not so fun. Some of them are fun. Yeah. Yours is fun. Mine's, Mine's fun. fun. Mine's <laughs> historical. Ooh. Well, yeah. All right. Go out there and make history. I don't know. That's a good question. We closing. were born to make history. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.
You can reach out to us on our Twitter at HGHpod or on our Instagram at homegrownhorrorpod. We hope to see you again soon.